G'day folks, welcome back to the Ubuntu Security Podcast. This is episode 124 and I'm Alex Murray. This week we are going to do the usual roundup of security fixes that have gone into the supported Ubuntu releases for the past few weeks while the podcast has been on break. There's actually 240 unique CVEs to get through there so we've got a fair bit to do. Uh, Plus we're going to have a brief mention of uh, some news in Ubuntu security as well but let's just get straight into it. Up first was an update for Avahi. Uh, There's a couple different CVEs that were all the way back to uh, 1404 Extended Security Maintenance release and all those since then. Uh, Both of these were denial of service uh, type issues that could be triggered by local users. The first would be through abusing Avahi's, uh, the Avahi Daemon's Unix socket. You could cause the Avahi Daemon to hang as a result. And the second one would be by uh, asking the Avahi Daemon to resolve crafted domain names. And you can do that through either the Dbus API or again that local socket. That would then reach uh, an assertion condition that would fail. You would therefore get a crash of the Avahi Daemon as a result. So they've both been fixed. As well, an update for PHP for both of our extended security maintenance releases. So that's 14.04 and 16.04 extended security maintenance. Five different CVEs were fixed in this and I actually covered most of these back in episode 123 when we talked about this for uh, the regular supported releases. So yeah, go check that one out if you want to know more details. LibSlurp was up after that. Uh, Six different CVEs were fixed in this. Uh, This is for more recent versions of LibSlurp. So only uh, 20.04 long-term support release, uh, 2010 and 2104 releases were affected. This is the TCP IP emulation library that is used by QMU and other uh, platforms. In this case, uh, there were various uh, information leaks that could be triggered uh, from the host to the guest through various buffer overreads that uh, were present in the uh, network packet parsing parts of this library. So basically, as a guest, you could therefore get uh, you know memory read or you could read back memory that's on the host as a result. QMU itself was updated. This actually included some of those same LibSlope CVEs plus a bunch of others. Uh, 21 CVEs were fixed in this, and this is for our 8.04 long-term support, 24 long-term support, and 2010 release. Uh, so the usual mix of vulnerabilities that we see in QMU, which is uh, around usually around device driver emulation, uh, all of these could be used from a guest to uh, cause QMU on the host to crash. So it's a denial of service against the host. Uh, and they were in various drivers like uh, MMIO, ATAPI, SCSI, uh, the ARM generic interrupt controller and E1000 network driver. As well, uh, there was some mishandling of the vert.io uh, FS shared file system daemon and that could allow a malicious guest to read or write uh, host devices directly. Uh, and there were a bunch of other issues that could possibly get you code execution uh, on the host from a guest as uh, as the QMU daemon. But uh, on Ubuntu, we do have QMU confined by AppArmor, and so that does limit the possible impact of that there. So yeah, good to see some of our defense in-depth techniques are coming in handy to limit the impact of some of these vulnerabilities. After that was uh, kernel updates. So we had a live patch that went out uh, for our uh, 6.04 extended security maintenance, 8.04 uh, long-term support and 20.04 long-term support release. This was to fix uh, an issue in the CAN uh, BCM uh, subsystem that was a use after free and so could possibly lead to arbitrary code execution. And actually we talked about that one back in episode 121. So that was when uh, regular kernel updates went out for that. But if you've been hanging on and you didn't want to have to reboot your machine, uh, you now can uh, be patched for that plus not have to reboot, which is cool. 
after that uh, was an update for the kernel in our, uh, well, actually for all of our supported kernels. This was a high priority respin that was done uh, because of this high priority vulnerability, which was in the sec file uh, virtual file system within the kernel. It contained an unsigned integer conversion error. So basically it would uh, try to stuff a really big integer into a smaller one. You would therefore get like a small number as a result rather than this big number. And then when it went to allocate memory and copy into that, you would get a buffer overflow. So uh, you would then possibly get code execution as a result in the kernel and therefore lead to privilege escalation. So yeah, that was fixed for all of our supported releases all the way back to 14.04 extended security maintenance. Uh, we also had regular kernel updates as well. So the 5.10 OEM kernel was updated to fix uh, five different vulnerabilities. Uh, this included, again, that sec file vulnerability I just talked about, plus a couple different use after freeze in the Bluetooth subsystem, a null pointer dereference in the NFC subsystem, and a use after free in uh, Zen networking uh, driver. And that could, again, probably cause a guest to host crash or maybe code execution as a result. The 5.8 kernel was updated after that. This is used uh, as the default kernel on uh, Ubuntu 2010 and is the hardware enablement kernel at the moment on Ubuntu 2004 long-term support. But given that that is going end of life, we will probably see that transition to the one from uh, 2004, the Hirsute Hippo, in the near future. This did include uh, the sec file vulnerability I just talked about, plus uh, some, the NFC uh, use after free, Bluetooth use after freeze, as well as an out-of-bounds read in the F2FS driver. Again, could trigger uh, possible information leak as a result from that one. Uh, the 5.4 kernel used in our 2004 long-term support released and is the hardware enablement kernel for our 1804 long-term support release plus is used uh, as the OEM kernel there and our various cloud uh, supported kernels like AWS, Azure, GCP, GKE, uh, that kind of thing. Again, included the sec file vulnerability that's been fixed there plus uh, Bluetooth info leaks as well. The 4.15 kernel in our uh, 18.04 long-term support release. And again, that's used as the hardware enablement kernel in our 16.04 and 14.04 extended security maintenance releases. That fixed uh, the sec file vulnerability plus a heap of other fixes from uh, some more recent kernel updates that I have talked about. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, privilege escalation through eBPF. Uh, the frag attacks vulnerabilities that were uh, affecting various Wi-Fi drivers and the like, uh, the Bluetooth info leaks and use after freeze and the use after free in the NFC subsystem as well. And last up for kernels was uh, another live patch. So this was for that sec file vulnerability. So again, uh, that uh, goes all the way back to our 1404 extended security maintenance release as well as the intervening ones. So 1604 extended security maintenance, 1804 long-term support and 2004 long-term support as well. So if you didn't want to have to reboot, you are now uh, patched for that one as well. Okay, after that was updates for the NVIDIA graphics drivers. So three vulnerabilities were fixed in this. Being uh, binary drivers, we don't have a lot of details on these, but two of them were uh, denial of service issues. One could be triggered through uh, an assert. So from user space, you could trigger an assert in the kernel and therefore get uh, a crash, a denial of service. And the other through uh, causing the driver to dereference an untrusted pointer. Uh, in both cases, you would get a crash. And there was also an out-of-bounds array access that could be triggered as well. So that could possibly lead to a crash if it uh, points outside of paged memory or you get an information leak because you're reading out of some other part of memory that you weren't meant to. Container D was updated after that. A single CVE here, uh, but high priority. Basically, uh, when Container D goes to extract a container image, it would try and uh, set the appropriate uh, owner and permissions on the various files on the extracted image. 
but if those were uh, sim links of pointing out to say existing files on your file system, it would go and change the uh, permissions on those instead. It would follow those sim links essentially. Uh, and so this was fixed just to make sure obviously it didn't follow sim links when applying that permissions change. But yeah, if you are using untrusted container images with container D, you are now a little safer. Uh, only a few more to go. Uh, system D was updated after that. Two different vulnerabilities were fixed in here, and this goes uh, all the way back to 16.04 extended security maintenance. Uh, a high priority one here, which was uh, when it was parsing mount paths, it would allocate memory for that on the stack. So it uses the uh, allocar function. Uh, but if you can construct, therefore, a very long uh, file system path uh, as a mount point, uh, as a local attacker, system D would go and parse that. It would then uh, overflow the entire stack memory. So not just obviously that buffer because it is allocating on the stack, but it would run off the end of the stack, hit the guard page, and uh, you know, system D would be killed by the kernel as a result. Uh, but because system D is PID1 and managing everything else, uh, when it dies, everything dies. And so here yeah, you get a denial of service of the whole system. And so that was fixed just to instead allocate that on the heap. So yeah, much safer way of doing things there. Uh, and the other vulnerability fixed here was that a remote attacker could cause uh, the systemd DHCP client to uh, force assign a different address to your uh, network interface. And hence you could get uh, denial of service against your machine because it would you know, maybe be pointed to some unroutable network or that kind of thing. So yeah, that has been fixed as well. And now, uh, so I'm going to take a deep breath before I go through this one because this is probably the biggest uh, number of vulnerabilities we've ever covered in a single update, although I haven't actually gone back through the maths on that and check it. Uh, but 147 CVEs were patched in this single update for uh, bin utils on uh, uh, 16.04 extended security maintenance. So uh, this is a package that gets a lot of different CVEs against it. Binutils has a heap of different uh, obviously utilities in it for parsing binary formats and that kind of thing. But uh, as a team, we generally treat these as low priority because you're not usually running bin utils on, say, untrusted input. You can imagine if, say, uh, there was a vulnerability in objdump that you could get it to crash or, you know, get code execution if it ran it on untrusted input. Uh, you know, that sounds bad, but you're not usually running it on untrusted input. You, you run these things on code that you're compiling yourself on things that you trust. Uh, so, yeah, we don't uh, normally, uh, you know, race out to patch these ones, but it is the kind of thing that we do get asked a lot by customers about. And so, yeah, I want to thank uh, Leo on our team who uh, did that update, plus actually Mark Laurier, who did the original backport of a bunch of the patches. Yeah, thanks for uh, wading through the weeds and getting on top of those ones, guys. That is awesome. After that was an update for Ruby. Three CVEs were fixed in that, going all the way back to 16.04 extended security maintenance. Uh, these included uh, various things like possible arbitrary code execution or uh, the ability to cause Ruby to do port scans and uh, banner extractions as well, or maybe to interpose on connections and bypass TLS all through uh, parsing of untrusted input. Curl was updated as well. Uh, three CVEs for uh, Curl going back to 18.04 long-term support release. Uh, initially, the two of these were in the Telnet, um, or its handling of Telnet connection, should I say, where it would fail to initialize data properly. Uh, in that, therefore, uh, you would potentially leak uh, sensitive information if you'd already, say, had something you know, in a previous uh, function call on the stack with sensitive info, like a password or something like that there. That would then uh, potentially get leaked on that uh, subsequent uh, Telnet operation because it would still be read, that memory would still be reused from the stack without being initialized. So yeah, possible info leak there. As well, uh, curl would sometimes get confused and would reuse the wrong connections from the connection pool when uh, connecting to a host. So you could potentially connect to the wrong host and yeah, therefore send data to the wrong place, which uh, yeah, not awesome that one. But yeah, they have been fixed for curl. 
And uh, last couple of things, we had an update for MySQL. 31 CVEs were fixed in this. Uh, this updates MySQL to the latest uh, point release version. So 8.0.26 in Ubuntu uh, 20.04 long-term support and 21.04 and 5.7.35 for Ubuntu 18.04 long-term support. Uh, if you wanna know more about that, yeah, check out the links in the show notes because yeah, that is a lot to go through. And finally, uh, to cover security updates for the past few weeks is an update for ASPEL. So this is the spell checking program and this goes all the way back to 1404 extended security maintenance. There was a heap buffer overflow that was found uh, by Google's OFSS fuzz and uh, that was fixed by just making sure that we actually validate sizes before going and uh, using memory that's been allocated. And that is it for the past few weeks in security updates for the supported Ubuntu releases. All right, so to keep this episode a little bit shorter, there's just one more thing I wanted to go through in uh, kind of security community news, which is that the Ubuntu 20.10 Groovy Gorilla release is now end of life. This actually happened, uh, well, about a week ago now on the 22nd of July, but uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure we mention it on the podcast so that anyone, if you are still running uh, Ubuntu 20.10, you go and upgrade. So uh, as a result of being end of life, uh, that means that there will be no more package updates done to it. There will be no more security fixes delivered to that. Uh, The archive will move to oldreleases.ubuntu.com in the coming weeks. So you even probably won't be able to do an app update without updating your app sources as a result. And so your only path if you want to run uh, Groovy Gorilla is to update to the Hosued Hippo uh, Ubuntu 21.04. So I've got a link in the show notes to uh, the official announcement about that, plus uh, the page on the uh, help.ubuntu.com that talks about uh, you know, upgrading to Hersuit and how you can do that. And it is very simple. You can either do it uh, from the update manager in on your desktop, or if you're running a server, you can use the do release upgrade uh, command on the command line to do that for you. All right. Uh, and that is it for this week's episode of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for coming back and listening again. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us and tell us your thoughts about Ubuntu security or anything else uh, Linux security related, we would love to hear from you. We are at uh, we are securityubuntu.com if you want to send us an email. We're also, we also hang out in the Ubuntu security channel on the libera.chat IRC network. There is a security section on discourse.ubuntu.com if you're part of that community and you want to raise a topic there. And finally, if you want to hit us up on Twitter, we are at Ubuntu underscore sec over there as well. Okay, so yeah, I will be back again to do this with you all again next week. But remember, until then, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.